0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning to you. What a precious time. What a precious place. You may be seated. I'm so thankful. Tessie and I are so thankful to be in Cabot and to be with you and to be with your incredible leadership team, this worship team, the host team, the prayer team, the children's team. I know they're out there somewhere. I just can't see them. And uh, and then also your senior pastor, with the Tim Gaddy and First Lady Stacy Gaddy, aren't these amazing folks? I mean, just go ahead, just say it. They're just amazing. We are honored to be here today, and just to see what the Lord has done in this exquisite place. Everything first class. I pulled up. I had my nameplate printed on a parking place, like I belong here. I mean, just and I feel at home and I feel like I belong and this is just a beautiful place and a beautiful location and none of it is by accident it's all by divine design that God is doing something marvelous north of Little Rock in this area that's not only going to reach this immediate surrounding and city but the state the nation and the world because radiating out from here, I see spokes of light. There are ripples of influence. God has his hand on you, folks. He really does. We're so honored to be here with the Gaddy family, with the New Life family. I, I, I wrestled with something this week. This is not what I had intended to minister to you. And, but a few days ago, the Lord started dealing with my heart And um, I didn't realize why he was doing this until I stepped in this room and the Holy Spirit whispered to me, this church is one move of my spirit from exploding in a good way, from filling every seat in this house, from reaching your family, your friends, your neighbors, your neighborhood." from reaching across an Air Force base and across a city, this church, the Holy Spirit said, is one move from my spirit of seeing the greatest revival that Little Rock has ever seen. I believe that. I believe that with all of my heart. And before the noon hour here, you're going to witness something happen that I believe you will hold in your heart until the day jesus comes back because god has seen your work and he's seen your efforts he's witnessed what's happened and i believe the lord longs to bless you if you believe that would you just lift your face to heaven and say yes lord i say yes lord let's get a green light in the spirit right now no caution no red light. Just a green light in the spirit saying, have your way, God. Have your way in this building. Have your way in this place. I believe we're going to see something. It was a seemingly chance encounter for one of the ladies in our church who's a realtor. She said to my son-in-law the other day who pastors the church there in Pearland, and she said, Pastor, I have never witnessed in all my life the favor of God falling on families in this church, young families in particular, that in the waning days of inflation or a pandemic and high rising prices and gas prices, are they rising here in Arkansas? Just want to make sure. They are in Texas too. In fact, we voted. Pastor, we voted the other day. we were just an unofficial business meeting at the church. We're going to drill two oil wells on the church property and everyone who's faithful to the house of God on Sunday gets a free tank of gas. That's, that's, that's our, that's our new commitment. We're going to we'll violate all laws known to man probably to do that. But, but she said that in the waning days of a pandemic, inflation, rising prices and interest rates, she said, I'm just seeing the best of things in the worst of times. And when my son-in-law shared that with me, it just began to roll in my spirit. I don't think percolate is a King James word, but it began to percolate in my spirit. And I began to connect the dots, and I looked at the people for whom she had discovered those forever homes that seemed so far out of their price range that they would reside in until Jesus comes. And I started seeing something. These were the families in our assembly who had a heart for God and a heart for others. They were our ministry leaders. They were our small group leaders. These were some of the most sacrificial people I know. Who would, When they were told you can work from home, they brought their laptops to the church office and coffee shop and just sat around during the work week working from church. Now, there may have been a secret motive to get away from the kids. I don't know. I don't know. I'm ascribing to them a higher motive. And they chose to be near the house of God. We loved it because we had free labor there all week long. Anytime they had a break in their work, they were just there. And I looked, these were the people that God had begun to favor. And here's a hard and fast rule in God's book. You can't fake favor. The favor of God shines on people. He's no respecter of persons, and what he did for them, he's going to do for you. Amen. What he did in that old rice village where I pastor of Pearland, God can do here in Cabot. I'm reading from the modern English version this year, and I want to read a passage of scripture to you. Just remain seated. Thus Solomon, 2 Chronicles 7, 11, sounds like a good name for a store, 7, 11, anyway. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house. And Solomon successfully accomplished everything that came in his heart to do in the house of the Lord and and in his own house. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night and he said to Solomon, I have heard your prayer and I have chosen for myself in this place a house of sacrifice. Mm. Here's what I sense the spirit say. I have heard your prayer. I have chosen this place Where I will dwell and put my name, this will be forever known as a house of sacrifice. But the lesson here from this passage is that if you will have a heart for God's house, as Solomon did, then he will shine his favor on your house. And I come to you today with a blessing, a blessing on your house Would you lay your Bible down, stand to your feet, lift your hands in the air, and say, I receive that blessing right now from you, Lord. I receive any blessing you have coming on me and the works of my hand, my spouse, my children, my grandchildren, my family from afar, those prodigals in my family, Lord, those that I want to see saved, the people in my class and my Bible study, my my small group, my ministry team, Lord, uh, those on the job, uh, I receive. Let me be a conduit, Lord, uh, for your blessings uh, to these individuals. Uh, and if you believe that, put your hands together and shout unto the Lord uh, with a voice of triumph. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated, but I I want to tell you, you ought to be standing up on the inside. I don't know if I can finish this message. I really don't. I am so excited about what the Lord is getting ready to do that I really don't know. I'm going to have to calm myself down. Every once in a while, just point at me and say, calm down. I'll try to heed. The house of God is so many things in the Bible. In the Psalms alone, I started listing. We find God's house is the house of Satisfaction, the 36th Psalm. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the... I never say this word, so I say something that rhymes with that word. uh, With the thatness. There. The fluffiness of thy house. There. And thou shalt make them to drink of the river of thy pleasure. It's the house of contemplation. One thing have I desired of the Lord. And that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple, two gigantic columns outside of Solomon's temple, one named Jacob, in God there is strength, the other named Boaz, in God there is direction. When you grace the house of God, you're going to find direction, and you're going to find the strength that you need uh, to accomplish what you have uh, in this week ahead. It's It's a house of contemplation. It's a house of fellowship. We took sweet counsel and walked into the house of God in company. It's a house of growth. Those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. And it's a house of sacrifice. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows. And there's something that Solomon reveals if you want the house aglow, you begin to offer sacrifices and the glory of the Lord will fill the house. I believe that with all of our heart, you who have offered up a sacrifice of praise, you who have built altars of prayer, you who have made commitments of time, talent, and treasure, you just get ready. It brings the sparkle back into the presence of the Lord in this house. It brings the radiance into your life. It's a house of sacrifice. And God's house invites sacrifice. God loves people who are consumed with zeal and passion for the house. They, God loves people that woke up this morning and said, Oh, I can't wait. Why don't we have church at 6.30 in the morning? Why do we have to wait to 10.30? And why do we have to be over at noon? Why can't Brother Gurley preach for three hours straight? You yeah, know, those kind of people. No church originates and endures without sacrifice. This started long ago. Three times a year there were pilgrimage to God's house. Each Israelite was commanded, you come to God's house in Jerusalem three times a year. Fifteen songs they would sing. They're called in your Bible the Psalms of Degrees, the Psalms of Ascent. That when you're climbing, you ought to be singing, and when the going gets rough, there ought to be a praise inside of your heart. Amen. You ought to dance up that mountainside, not slog up that mountainside. And so, three times a year they would come. Now, these three times they were year, they were not arbitrary. They were not uh, accidental. These were the mandatory feasts that coincided with the harvest. So at Passover, that was the barley harvest. They would bring the first fruits. At Pentecost, that was the wheat harvest. Uh, They would bring the first sheaves of grain. And the Feast of Tabernacle, well, that was the olive, grape, dates, uh, and figs, and pomegranates, uh, and, and I don't know, sour, jelly belly harvest. I don't know. But they came at that same time to bring praise to God. They came with practicality. They came with transparency. They came bringing their tithes and offering for everybody to see, saying, look what the Lord has done for me. Uh, None of this secret stealth stuff. Uh, It was, my God has been good to me. I will never believe the enemy's lies, uh, that my God has shortchanged me. Uh, He ain't been nothing but good uh, in my life, or oh, a little time out. If you wanna testify in this building and say my God has been good to me uh, through the bad times, uh, through the low times. Uh, I was young, now I'm old, uh, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, uh, nor his seed uh, begging bread. Uh, I gotta testify. <laughs> Whoo. I went to three families in our church not long ago, and I said, testify. And can I tell you their stories in this message? Family number one. The husband told me, he said, you know, Brother Gurley, I grew up in this church. We were very poor, and I didn't have any money. But when I started hitting my teen years, I realized I had some time. And I heard you talk about when you were a teenager driving buses into Port Houston to bring in children for Sunday school. And I thought I can take a church van and pick up kids for the church. He not only picked up those kids, he became their mentors, their father figures, remembered their birthdays, helped them get into college, watch over them. That giving heart of that family just kept giving. He formed a nonprofit water well group. Our church does missions work in India and his group goes in and drills the water wells in the village in front of the pastor's home and in front of the churches to lower the persecution level and to bless the community. Always there, any time a pastor in India says, I need a well, the persecution is too high. He's there, and he sends his team. His business, it kept growing. Pre-pandemic, just before the pandemic, Tessie and I were performing a wedding of one of our young couples in a venue in downtown Houston. As I stood outside, I got tickled. There were trucks, big trucks coming in and out, in and out of this warehouse, just loading, unloading, in and out. And then lo and behold, I saw this young man that grew up in our church walk out of that warehouse, checking his watch. He saw me, went, and I said, what is this? What uh, is this? He said, oh, Pastor, I've been meaning to tell you, this is my new business. God just gave it to me six months ago. It has succeeded beyond my wildest imagination. Uh, He and his wife bought a piece of real estate not far from the church. Uh, They're not building one. They're building three houses. They're selling two to build the house of their dreams, Uh, He said, Pastor, what you taught me in giving, I just applied to business. And I learned to step out in faith and give to the Lord. I asked him, what would you tell those folks today? He said, I've been blessed to be a part of a giving church And the spirit of giving is contagious. If you allow it to be, uh, and I want to spread the spirit of giving. Uh, I'm so weary of hearing about viruses. Uh, I wish the spirit of giving, uh, a book of Acts style giving, uh, would grip this church. Uh, Amen. God's house invites sacrifice. I think Solomon learned it early on. He probably heard his daddy David say, I can't give to the Lord that which costs me nothing. He may he may have heard about how his dad brought the ark into Jerusalem every six steps, sacrificing, giving praise to God. And then my wife was telling me this in her Bible reading today. When they got to Jerusalem and put the ark in the tabernacle that David had built, uh, then the Bible says David blessed every family with a loaf of bread, a raisin cake, and a date cake uh, and they went home and blessed their houses and then he went home, the Bible says, and blessed his own house. Uh, There's just something about getting in the presence of sacrifice. There are blessings that begin to flow. They just begin to flow. God's been good to us. God's been good to me. Do you know the essence of sin? I've studied this for a year. The essence of sin is believing the lie that God is not good to you that pretty much every sin comes from that right there it did with Adam and Eve they were deprived I want I want to just go on the record and say God has been nothing but good to me God is good all the time all the time God I find no fault in him he has always been there the faithful friend that sticks closer than a brother when I was sick with COVID he was there when I was at the graveside he was there when I stepped into hospitals he was there he has always been there a very present help in the time of need I don't know about your God Uh, but my God uh, shall supply uh, all your needs uh, according to his riches. Oh, somebody praise him right now. Whoo, hallelujah. Ha, I believe Solomon learned that from his daddy David who had a heart after God's own heart such that when his dad died and Solomon was crowned king, Solomon went to Gibeah to offer sacrifices. 1,000 sacrifices Solomon offered to God all day long. He was exhausted, fell asleep in his tent, and the Lord appeared to Solomon in a dream and said, hey, hey, son of David, ask me whatever you want me to give you. Ask me. And Solomon said, I don't know how to come in. I don't know how to go out. I don't know how to lead these people. I need wisdom. And God was so pleased. He said, I'm going to give you wisdom like none other. But because you didn't ask for riches, I'm going to give you riches. I'm going to give you things you didn't ask for. I'm going to give you honor. There will be no There will be no one equal among kings. And Solomon illustrated the words of that other son of David who said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And some of these things, all these things shall be added unto you. That was the secret Solomon learned. If I will bless God, he will bless me in ways I never asked for above what I even could ask or imagine that he will give me. Oh, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. That's why I'm so excited. I'm feeling the pressed down, the shaken together, and the running over blessings uh, that come out of a sacrificial heart and a good God uh, who is always there and is faithful. Solomon demonstrated that blessings will flow from sacrifice. You've heard the scripture in Malachi to bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. He'll open up the windows of blessings. I asked another family to share their story. This family's blessed so many people in our church. Oh, oh, they have. And they'll kill themselves doing it just to help somebody. They were fairly early into a business venture, and they had committed everything they had. Their house was leveraged, credit cards maxed, savings emptied, bills piling up, creditors beginning to call. Let me just pause and say, I may be ministering to somebody right now. They were teaching a home Bible study one night. One of the hosts of the Bible study said, we have some kids that are new to the church. They don't have funding to go to NAYC. Would somebody here help them go to NAYC? They looked at each other, they nodded, and said, we'll pay all their way. They didn't have the money, but they sacrificed to get those kids. Do you know every child they sponsored at NAYC received the Holy Ghost at NAYC and came home? Oh, my. Oh, my. The following day, a creditor called saying, we're about to file against you, and and they had worked their business hard, and the stress drove them to the altar. And I talked to him the other day, and he said, Pastor, I'll never forget the moment. I knelt at that altar, and I said, God, this is your business. This is not my business. You asked me to do this, and I'm doing it. So, Lord, in a sense, this isn't my problem. This is your problem. He said, I sensed a peace come over me. One hour later, I got an email saying, your payment's on the way. It was a payment that covered every outstanding bill. He said, Would you tell somebody, Pastor, they can't outgive God? They can't outgive God. And God just gave this family a beautiful second home where they entertain small groups and couples in the church. And they just closed on a commercial property just down the street from the church where they're building a place of community for the entire city. And they're not through yet. Uh, If I told you what God's put in their heart, it would blow your mind. But, oh, maybe God's moving on your heart right now maybe he's moving on your heart saying do you believe me for the impossible do you believe uh, that I can do so far above uh, what you imagine do you believe that long cherished dream uh, that my arm has suddenly grown short uh, that I can't make that happen uh, in your life Uh, he can uh, and he will uh, because blessings flow uh, from sacrifice he that hath an ear let him hear what the Spirit uh, is saying to the church. I could get lost in Bible examples of this. Cornelius, his prayers, his alms reached the heaven, and heaven said, we're going to have to change dispensations to reach this guy. Paul was supposed to be the apostle to the Gentile, but we can't ignore the sacrificial giving Cornelius sacrificed. God bless. Obededom, one of my favorite characters in the Bible. He accepted the Ark of the Covenant that just killed somebody outside of his house. He accepted it in his home for 90 days. And read 1 Chronicles 13. The Ark of God remained with the family of Obededom in his house three months. And the Lord blessed the house of Obededom and all that he had. I, I, I wish I could tell you what the Jewish rabbis think happened to Obadidim, his house, and his family. But so great was the blessing that word spread throughout the city of David. Uh, and Obedidim, it came word to David, the Lord is pouring out blessings on the house of Obedidim. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this. I wish all of Little Rock Metro would start saying the house of Cabot. Oh, my God has shown favor to that house in Cabot. And God is pouring out his spirit. You you can't believe what is happening to the people of that church. You can't believe the spirit of sacrificial giving uh, that is going to inspire so many others. Uh, you can't believe the blessings. Uh, well, I just heard, you know what, we've had enough negative gossip. What about some positive gossip uh, out there? Look what the Lord uh, is doing. When the house, when the ark moved to the house of David, Obadiah followed the house. He said, I'll be a backup singer. I'll be a singer of the second degree. I'll be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. 62 descendants later, 62 generations of Obadiah later, over 300 years later, when the enemy ransacked the temple, guess who was still worshiping and praising? in the house of God you see this blessing moms and dads you listen to me carefully it's not just always prosperity it can be posterity you put a price tag on your children living for God you put a price tag on your young men and young ladies being great witnesses you put a price tag uh, on all of that Uh, oh praise God I feel the blessings of the Lord in this building Oh, but eat sacrifice, uh, and God bless. Here's the, here's the deal. You make this house a house of sacrifice, and God will give you a house of blessing. Uh, that is the exchange uh, that he makes with you. And then there's Solomon's story. He builds this fabulous temple covered with gold, kissed by excellence, the house of sacrifice. We call it Solomon's temple. God says, I call it the house of sacrifice. The dedication of this house begins at David's tabernacle. When the son of David is standing there looking at that tabernacle that his father had pitched 40 years before, and he sees the ark, how full his heart must have been. This is where my dad worshiped. The Bible says King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him before the ark sacrificed sheep and oxen, which could not be told nor numbered for multitude. So much sacrifice. The result of sacrifice was a delayed reaction. When the ark rested within the Holy of Holies, here's what happened. Then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. So the priest couldn't stand to minister by reason of the cloud for the glory. Of the Lord, had filled New Life Church. Mm-hmm. And then Solomon invites all the people, come, come, come. He got out in the temple courtyard, 22,000 oxen, 120,000 sheep sacrificed on a brazen altar. And then Solomon prays that amazing dedicatorial prayer. And again in chapter 7, the fire of heaven comes down and consumes the sacrifice. And the glory of the Lord fills the house. Whew. And exhausted Solomon slept that night. And again, God appeared to him in a dream. And he said, Solomon, about that prayer that you prayed, you said, if my people would just turn toward that house and bless it and call on my name. You ask that I would hear their prayers. That's where we get 2 Chronicles 7, 14, folks. In a dream, after much sacrifice, God said, if my people, which are called by my name. What an assurance. I've heard your prayer. I've chosen this place. A blessing. He said, Solomon, let me tell you something. Because... You had in your heart to build me a house. Now, I'm going to build you a house. The Father longs to bless your house. You hear me, new life? The Father wants to bless you. To this point, we stayed in Second Chronicles, but I need to go back a book to pick up one thing that we need to get in our minds because I feel God is drawing us into that next great move of his spirit. And the passageway is called sacrifice. And as we enter into that passageway, God is going to perform every prophecy that he has had over this city, every promise that he has given to every one of you, that God is going to do that. Would you just open up your heart, open up your mind, and say, I do receive that, Lord. I receive that in my spirit, God. You're about to bring my prodigal home. You're about to bring my family back together. You're about to restore a relationship, Lord. Healing is on its way, God. I feel this, Lord. Provision, provision, Lord. I I hear the creaking windows of the windows of heaven that are beginning to open, that God longs to pour out a blessing uh, in this house. David is dying, and he gets his son in there. He said, son, I've gone to a whole lot of trouble. To prepare the house of the Lord. A hundred thousand talents of gold. A million talents of silver. Bronze, iron beyond measure. It's abundant. And you may add to them. You may add to them. I give you permission to add to them. Moreover, there are workmen with you in abundance. Look at verse 16. Of gold and silver and bronze and iron. There is no limit. Solomon, arise and begin working. And the Lord be with you. In other words, the treasure Solomon used to sacrifice was borrowed. It was borrowed from the Father. He who owns the cattle on a thousand hills, he who said the earth is mine, I own it all. Every bit comes from me. It's not my 401K. It's his. It's not my savings account. It's his. I'm just the manager. I'm just the steward. Those car keys, that fob, it doesn't belong to me. God put that in my heavenly father. Fear not, little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. uh, If you'll seek it uh, and you seek it first, Uh, there is no limit uh, to what God will allow to pass through your hands. Oh, praise God. Final story that I'm through. Seated at a general conference as a kid, he watched them, Brother Shirley, I saw you here. He, he watched them struggle for an hour to raise a million dollar offering. And he remembered thinking as a boy, why isn't there someone here who could just give a million dollars? And he said, I remember God speaking to me and said, you will one day. You will. Whew. He reminded God in his young adult years. He said, Pastor, this is what I just reminded God. God, you own the cattle on a thousand hills. And whatever you bless me with, I will be a good steward. And incrementally and steadily, he and his wife gave, faithful in their tithing, always responded to challenge offerings, building offerings, always were some of the first to give. He purposed a personal conviction, I'll never pay more on a car, on all of our cars, than I give each month to missions. And one degree after another, one step of faith after another, Last summer, he he asked if he asked me if his wife and him could meet me before service. He said, he sat in our office. He said, pastors, you know, I know you don't really pay too much attention to who gives in this church. I wanted you to know, and I need you to know this, that just before we came in here, we paid our tithes of a hundred thousand dollars, and I I I just was breathless, and I said, thank you. And he said, but I need the wiring information for the church because I have a special gift that we want to give, one that God laid on my heart when I was a boy. That night, a million dollars was wired into our church account, and we in turn wired that to Global Missions. And here's what he told me to tell you. The stretching in giving is when you find that you give out of sacrifice and give abundantly. And by the way, God just gave them a forever home too. Closer to our church families. You can't fake favor, folks. You can't fake. I want just the musicians to come right now. Just the musicians. Praise teams hold just a second. But the musicians come. And God bless this minister of music who's given 20 years to this. May God bless her over and abundantly and her family. Horianda Shandala maha. Psalm 135, 19, bless the Lord, O house of Aaron, bless the Lord, O house of Israel, bless the Lord, O house of Judah, bless the Lord. You find those phrases throughout the Bible, but that promise doesn't hang in a vacuum. The same God who says, commands your house to bless me. Here's what he said. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. You are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The same God who says, O house of Aaron, O house of Smith, O house of Jones, O house of Gaddy, O house of Newton, O house, bless me. I will bless your house. There's such a reciprocation that we give and we receive. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's what you love the most. Here's our promise I have for you. If you bless God's house, God will bless your house. Lord, what do you have in store for me? Lord, increase my faith. Lord, what do I have? give. I've hastened through this message. Let me slow down just a minute because today you're about to witness something. That you will retain in your memory when the blessings of God begin to flow in your life. You will look back on this day and say, I will never forget when I learned that incredible lesson. That if I bless God's house, God blesses my house, my family, in ways I can't imagine. You're going to witness a moment, a divine moment. God longs to bless this church family. And he wants to bless each of you. And can I tell you why? There's a why behind it. Because God is elevating this church god is elevating your leaders he is amplifying and magnifying their influence and with the promises suspended over this place there comes a need for great sacrifice because to see that great move of god that's going to cause this church to explode glory always comes through giving it always has and it always will praise god in a minute i'm going to ask your pastor to come and pray over this moment because i'm going to lead you in a time of commitment i've built churches before i have never built a church like this in the heart of a pandemic i cannot imagine the stress of doing that i'm happy to see the finished result But can I tell you that flowing in this building right now, there are rivers of blessing. And God is longing to pick you up and carry you to a place that you can't imagine. I I, I don't know who your employer is. Maybe it's the Air Force. Maybe it's Walmart. Maybe it's J.B. Hunt. I don't know who your employer is. But don't you ever forget who your provider is. Amen. Amen. Jehovah Jireh, you provide. And I believe God has orchestrated this moment to do something so marvelous in this assembly that it's going to reverberate across Arkansas. And people are going to hear about it and say, look what God is doing in Cabot with new life. God's going to do that. Because you see, in a sense, we're unlocking the treasuries of heaven. And by your commitment, you're about to say, God, I bless your house. And the same God who instructed the house of Israel to bless his house says, I will bless you. Try me, God said. Prove me. Test me. and See if I don't know how to open up the windows of heaven and bless you. Do you feel the presence of the Lord here? I do. I just feel the presence of the Lord. Let's prepare the room and then prepare our hearts. Everyone just remain seated. Just a moment. Except, ushers, would you just begin to hand out these cards? These cards are so new they may still be wet with ink. So be careful. You need pens they'll have those available just pass out cards to everybody in the building everybody everybody as a child my parents taught us to give give from our allowance give from anything that we had give from the coke bottles that i picked up and got the deposits back we were just taught to be givers don't do anything with it just it has a place for a name space for an amount This is what you believe our great God can do through you to bless the house. If you want to write your name, go ahead. But again, don't write the amount yet. Just give this a moment. Everyone have cards? Praise team, if you have your cards, you can join us up here now. Online audience, let me just talk to you right now. Holy Ghost has been speaking to some of you. The Spirit of the Lord wants to use you in a great way to bless this house. For one reason or another, you're not able to be here. But bless the house that blesses you each and every service. Bless the house. Amen. 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 Just remain seated. I feel like this is a holy moment. Just a holy moment. Does everybody have cards? Everyone have cards? Anybody need a card? Just hold your hand up. Amen. This is like bingo. You can't have too many cards, so get as many cards as you need. Amen. 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 Feel the presence of the Lord in this room. Pastor Getty, I do this in the fear of the Lord. and do this under submission and subjection to your pastor. I want Pastor to come, say and pray what he feels right now. Would you come, Pastor?
1: I woke up this morning, and I had purposed in my heart to bring a sacrifice gift to this church and give it. And I thank the Lord for the privilege to do that. And then I got to the house of God. And about 6.30 this morning, I was walking from this worship center over to the Life Center, and my mind went to all the ways God has blessed me. He's blessed me with a beautiful family. He's blessed me with a beautiful church family. I can put my head on my pillow at night and go to bed without fear. Peace is in my heart. And I walked over to the Life Center and walked in, and the Holy Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, what you have decided to give today, double it. And I just said, yes. I just said, yes. I am praying and I want us to stand together just for a moment. And then I'll have Brother Gurley when I'm done praying if he wants you to be seated again. But just as a symbol of we are stepping up I want us to pray that God will give us a yes in our spirit right now. I want you to start thinking about how good God's been to us. How many times he's blessed us over and over again. And I wish you would begin to just call out to the Lord and say, yes, Lord. I say yes, Lord. I say yes to what has been declared over this holy place today. I say yes to realizing you're Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. I can look back and see it, Lord, over and over and over again. But today I say yes, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that a response in the affirmative will cover every person that's committing here today, Lord. So blessed. That's who we are, Lord so abundantly blessed God that's what I am that's what my family is Lord blessed beyond what I deserve Lord Jesus and I thank you for speaking to me today Lord and to your call I say yes Lord to your call I say yes I pray against every limiting spirit right now Lord every get-by spirit God in us and I pray Lord in replacement of that By the authority of the Word of God and the power that is in the name Jesus, take the limits off of our thinking right now, Lord. Take the limits off of our expectation right now, Lord. Take the limits off of my expectation right now, Lord. Unto Him that is able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think, to Him be glory and honor and great praise. We say yes right now, Lord. We say yes.
0: Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor. Just linger here a moment. God's speaking. God's talking to someone's heart right now. Just linger a moment. Mmm. 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 Hello. Thank the Lord for that promise right there. Can we just thank the Lord? Say, I embrace that. I embrace that. Hallelujah! <laughs> This is a Genesis 26 moment when Isaac looked at the drought, looked at the famine, looked at the circumstances, but the Bible says that Isaac sowed in the midst of the famine, and God gave him 100-fold. It just came to me while Pastor gave that interpretation. I see a 100-fold blessing on people. There will be people that will say, God gave me back 30 times, 60, 30, 60, 100-fold blessing. That's Bible, folks, because we're living in a famine. We're living in a crazy time, and God's watching. And what you do now will make a difference in all eternity. There are dreams that God has put in the Gaddy's hearts that have to be funded for them to reach around this state and around this nation and world. I believe it's going to happen in Jesus' name. And you get to be a part of it. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So right now, right now, I like what pastor said how many times We've done that. The amount that I settle on, I look at my wife and let's say, let's let's double it. That's our faith. Yeah. God is speaking. Would you write down what God has placed on your heart to bless this house in the next 45 days? Or by the end of May, let's say that. End of May, of course, I don't think they would turn it down if it came in on June 3rd either. But let's just say, this is what I, God I'm putting it all to the test right now. I'm blessing your house. You sense a gratitude in your heart right now? I feel it. I feel it right now. praise God. Praise God. Now before you come, I'm gonna have you come and stand at this front and lay your commitment face down on the platform. But before you do, before you do, maybe you wanna go online. Is there a giving slide? Do you have a giving slide? I saw one earlier in the service. If you could find that giving slide. Maybe you just say, right now I want to do the earnest. I'm doing this by faith. I'm not only writing down a number. I'm going to pick out a portion of that that I know I can do right now. For some of you, it may be a tithe. Some of you may be 20%, 50%. Some of you, I don't know. Maybe you won the lottery. You just don't want to tell anybody that. Maybe you can do the whole thing. I don't know. But why don't you write it down? And then if you... If you sense, and maybe you can do this when you come to the front, that'd be something good up here. Just give a portion of that, of the commitment you've written to God. Lord, I want to thank you. I want to thank you in this house. I sense your nearness. I sense a burgeoning, exploding move of your presence, gracing this house, God. I sense a harvest beyond imagination, Lord, that's coming in. This is a giving church I'm speaking to, Lord, obviously, Lord. By the place I'm standing, this is a giving church, God. Take them to the next level of growth and effectiveness, I pray. Witness this. God of heaven, witness this. Let every angel in this building stand at attention and watch people go against the grain of the flesh and give as unto the Lord. I want to invite you down now. Maybe you come as a family. Just lay it on the altar. Lay it on the platform face down. But don't run back to your seats. Just step back a few steps then. We're going to worship the Lord in giving. And we're going to begin to thank the Lord for the blessings in advance. That's it. Just come in. Lay it down. Step back a few steps to let others by. And then just begin to lift your hands as this praise team leads us to the throne of grace. God bless you. God bless you, new life, moving all over the building. Let's let's fill these altars. Let's fill these altars with our praise right now. I give it all. I give it all, Lord. I give it all, God. Wasn't mine to begin with, Lord. We're holding nothing. Withholding nothing. nothing.
1: This is beautiful. This is beautiful.
0: Once you lay it down, lift up your heart to the Lord and say, I believe, oh God. I believe, oh God. I believe you're doing this, oh God. I don't need another sign. I don't need David. another example of your goodness, God. You've been mighty, mighty, mighty good to me, Lord. nothing. I give you all of
1: me. I give you all right now.
0: house in this place God. I,
1: give I give you all Lord I give you all of me. oh just
0: tell him that Lord I Lord, I you you all. All I all, Lord I give you all I, all of of no lo 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 I give, oh, I give of you Lord. all Lord see la 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 oh in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord King Jesus, my Savior, You're here You're here, Lord. You're here, Lord. I
1: give you all me. King Jesus is here. I give You all I give You all, Lord.
0: King Jesus, my Savior, forever I give You all hiking